Hi, um, my name Bea Sifra, first and last name. I also go by Aloe at times. Anything goes in my book, really. Um, my pronouns are he, they, she in order of preference, but I mean, again, it varies day to day. Um, in terms of a little bit about me, I, I'm an artist. I like to call myself. I, I work with a lot of mediums. I always like trying stuff that's new, but overall I always try to push um, myself and other people to think about like new psychological slash philosophical points of view, like challenge um, everyday ideas of like what's normal or like what's normal or what's accepted in society. Like I really like pushing those boundaries. It's always fun for me. It's always an interesting conversation with whoever I manage to grapple into it. Um, I often focus on ideas around, like, religion. Hint, hint, for the rest of the episode. Uh, just wonky ideas about how we live on some random little speck of dust in the middle of nowhere. I love reminding people of that sort of idea. It, I don't know, it always makes people think in a way that sort of branches off from the norm if you get what i mean yeah yeah exactly yeah no i am actually really excited to start this conversation because well religion whoa it's crazy oh, yeah um oh, yeah and we were having a brief conversation earlier and just hearing some of the thoughts that you had on this some of the experiences you've had just mm -hmm got me thinking like whoa religion is more fucked up than i thought it was and that's Absolutely. not to say that all religions are and that's not to say that it's necessarily bad but there are some bad things to it and um you know deception is crazy yeah but not only that it's most like i find a lot of it is rooted in perception rather than deception because i mean yeah. like you can always put a tag on something and call it good or bad but like I feel like humans in themselves have roots that are fucked up. So how can you possibly like live day to day in a complex body such as yours that's like not at least a little bit toxic, a little bit manipulative? But I mean, who's to really say? We like to label ourselves as good people anyway. Yeah. I mean, something I said um, earlier to you and just to the group chat call that we were in is I said sometimes I'm worried that I'm narcissistic or i'm going to start being like my mom who is very narcissistic mm -hmm. and you know i you know i had the realization and i said well if you're questioning it that's one good sign to show that you're not but i've also noticed in myself that there are a lot of things that i say or do that bring that concern that little bit of toxicity that we all have like none of us are perfect we make mistakes we do things that we regret so um you know it's just something for me that you know i brought up saying i'm kind of scared because i don't know but then oh, at the yeah. same time i'm thinking about it in the first place so if that says anything exactly it's a fun little question to think of like why we do things or like why we exist in a certain way right like what pushed us um what what sort of fucked up current got us to be on the shore that we're on you know like a lot of people question their mental health and like the why they are the way they are and then immediately stop that thinking with like ideas around religion like i don't know if you've ever had this encounter with someone where they're just like oh no but i can't be sad because like this this like 
peace outside of myself is what's keeping me from being upset. Like, I can't be set upset, I can't be sick, or anything like that. I can't accept that I am like that, because I need to ground myself in something outs like something outstanding from our world right and like sometimes that helps a lot sometimes yeah. it kind of blinds us to what's going on around us yeah i actually um this is something that i posted on my story um yesterday it was about um it's about transphobia mm -hmm. and uh i i mean i can just play it um I'll play it for you, but I'll actually edit the video into the edit itself so then it doesn't sound <laughs> terrible. But here, oh. I'll just let her explain it. It's called, uh, or what it's tagged with is transphobia is a deliberate ignorance. And that can mm -hmm. be, I guess, applied to this as well and can be applied to religion where, mm -hmm. you know, these people are believing in something and refuse to look at any of the evidence against it because they're deliberately being ignorant because they don't want any other thing to be true. So I'll let her explain it a little bit. I, I have this theory that transphobia is a kind of organized, deliberate ignorance. Um, I think that uh, people often talk about like, oh, people are just ignorant. They don't, they don't, they feel what they don't understand. And I'm like, okay, yes, but some people also refuse to understand. Mm. And I think transphobia can be understood as an organized, deliberate ignorance. And uh, I think that it's a refusal to look at the facts of biology, like about, other people are like, oh, there's like only two sexes, XX and XY. And every scientist and biologist in the world would be like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Absolutely, it's more complex than that. Sex is a cluster of properties. You can absolutely change them or like change a lot of them. Um, I myself have changed sex. Like, believe me, you can do it. Um, but then people go, no, you just can't do that. I'm not, I refuse to look at these facts. That's not true. What I was told in high school is the case. Um, and then you'll have people who go, oh, like self-ID is a threat to women. It's like, okay, well, here are the stats from like the dozens of countries that have already adopted self-ID. There's no proven threat to women at all. There's no evidence for this position at all. People go, no, refuse to look at that, won't do it. Something that I often see transphobic people do on social media is you'll like try and explain what sex is to them when you try and say, oh, here's the stats or whatever. And they'll just say, word salad. And that's their reply. It's just like, I refuse to understand this. I won't look at it. And it's like, you can't really argue with people whose whole position is the denial of reality. You cannot argue with someone with their when their whole position is to deny reality that's oh goodness literally every conversation i've had that was like a somewhat heated kind of conversation with any religious person who is very like i don't want to say stuck because it sounds bad but very stuck in their beliefs about religion mm -hmm. you know it's just it feels like deliberate ignorance because if i try to put forth a valid point they will just be like no i'm not going to look at that point I'm going to stick with what I believe. Yeah, it's funny that way because the thing is, um, those exact words are, have been things that I've had to find out for myself through like my experiences with religion and faith. Because the thing is, like, um, someone I know and like someone very dear to me has like confused the ideas between like relationship, faith, and religion because it's not a religion to them it's a relationship and in that emotion gets so deeply tied into things that you can't call it like truth or like falsity because it's like calling someone's opinion false it's like saying that i'm happy no you're not like that's yeah. you can't argue against that so being able to like ground myself in this like this thinking that like i can't 
actively change people. This isn't my job. It's not something I'm even able to do, like, in terms of what's possible and what's not possible. The human mind, I find, is just, like, too complex to just change at its root. Like, you don't even necessarily know what's changing your own mind if you don't necessarily understand yourself from, like, a standpoint of, like, physiology. How are we supposed to, like change or like explain other people's thinking right yeah and i think the way that i something that's very like difficult for me is whenever i come forward with a a topic that i'm very passionate about like just to stick with the thing of like transphobia here um mm -hmm. like if i sit there and i try to explain it it's just all i'm hearing is arguments that you that don't make sense or just not at all accurate or related to the conversation. Um, like something that I can say is that if you are looking for a piece of information against facts, if you are looking for facts against actual facts, you will find them. If mm -hmm. you are looking for, like I can say um, something, this is gonna be controversial, but flat earth society. If you say, you know the earth is flat you will find a lot of evidence to show that it is there that it is flat but there's also so much evidence against it so then it gets to the point where people are just left to believe what they want to believe mm -hmm. whether it's fact or not doesn't matter to these other people that believe the earth is flat or that believe you know you cannot be transgender you cannot you know change gender or whatever so you know it's you just some people you just cannot change their mind because that's just the way that they know oh yeah exactly because like a lot of the thing that i seem to like focus around is like it depends i love saying it depends because like this whole idea of truth versus like falsity is just uh, it's not deception it's perception it's like that whole thing again with like how do you view something how does your mind's eye view something how does your heart view something and like if you think of any person that's been through a hard time with something that like seems easy to fix it's so difficult and heart-wrenching to tear themselves away from it because it's like you almost like deceive yourself into thinking that this is something that is worth my time to believe in this is something that i can rely on because we know so little in life like you can argue that we know everything you can argue that we know nothing but we are not sure so we need something to lean on a lot of the time as human beings because a lot of people can't live without that perception of something being real like kind of in terms of mental illness you see like a lot of depiction in media of people going insane because they don't know what's real and what's not real it scares people the idea of the unknown so they rely on their own truth and their like like what they think is true and in turn if something comes into line that questions that sort of platform of truth in their lives they get so defensive because if you were to break that that one pillar like their whole life would come crashing down which is why i have like empathy for people that um that believe in religion because i don't necessarily think they're below me i i don't at all because like hell i might be wrong like i might be completely oblivious to 
a god standing right in front of me or an entity that's really controlling my life like some puppet on strings, but I have empathy for these people because I know how important and how much, like, how important their faith is to them and how much they, like, have respect and, um, and, like, uh, what's the word? I had it earlier. <laughs> um, like, how they're so, like, strict to all of the rules that they follow. Like, it takes yeah. a lot to be able to conform to something like that. And that's respectable. It's it's kind of like looking at someone that does an office job that's really difficult. Or looking at an ER nurse or something like that and being like, well, I could never do that. That's so hard on yourself. Yeah. But no, exactly. they do that. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. I, um, I get where you're coming from with that. I mean, it's kind of like I often find that religion is i'm going to use the word pillar like you used um it's oftentimes like their way of life almost like mm -hmm. yeah the idea of not knowing anything is scary so yeah people go and rely on other forms of you know whether it's beliefs or a religion or whatever it is they rely on something so they can at least know something because knowing nothing is scary and so yeah i mean basically reset what you just said but i can't really think of anything else to add to that because it's, it's just a complex true. thing like yeah it's, it's really hard to talk about because there's so many things to talk about like you could talk about people like the whole thing about deceiving yourself you could talk about the evils that are behind like the human psyche and you can go like i don't know thomas hobbs on everyone and be like we're all like bad we're all evil we're all stupid as fuck or you could go like um people want to reach for something and they're just desperate so like after so many years of not knowing what's going on we're just trying to like take some hand that's that maybe we created ourselves to try and pull ourselves out of a situation just because we want to feel safe and that in itself is valid. Like, yeah. it's, an, it's a thing that newborns do. So, like, we're not necessarily very developed as a species either. So we're kind of like babies in comparison to the rest of the universe. Yeah. No, it's true. We're babies. We are specks of dust. We are, well, however you want to, you know, say it, like, humans are not the most sophisticated thing. Like, we're all small when it comes down to the grand scheme of things i find often like with our generation of people that grew up on religion a lot of the time some people stick to religion as if it's the only thing keeping them breathing and other people kind of slowly walk away from it because they realize how like how dependent they've being on it and how little they've seen of the world outside their belief system mm -hmm. and it's interesting that way because there's also like a bunch of third parties or like a bunch of other ways that people go about things like i have a lot of respect for people that keep their faith in mind but take the points that make them personally a better person and take those things along with them without like attaching themselves to the toxicity of their environment like mm -hmm. for example catholicism right um there's a lot of very fucked up roots in catholicism 
Um, we've all heard some uh, sketchy stories about priests and young boys. Um, Whoa. Shut <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah no, crazy. definitely. And a lot of, like, even um, talking about, like, scamming people out of their money. Like, buying buying tickets to heaven basically that was a thing in the medieval ages and it's yeah like, quite common to know about that um but people are still choosing nowadays to be good people and accept others and not be transphobic and like allow their boys to cry and they're still catholic they still believe in whatever they believe but yeah. it's not stopping them from being a bad person so it's like what are you choosing as your belief system and how does that affect you? How does that force you into a box or allow you to explore other ideas, right? Yeah, no, exactly. I, um, yeah, I think something for me that I've noticed is, and this is going to be like crazy, but there are kind of two boxes that I can fit religious people into. The ones that will respect you no matter what and the ones that are very harsh on their beliefs and do not respect the people that go against that, who challenge their beliefs. So, for example, I really like the people, religious or not, that will sit there and not judge you at all for anything. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, in my case, I'm gay, I have a lot of issues where people will be openly homophobic to me and rude about it and everything like that but the things that i can really respect especially when it comes to religion is the people the religious people who are able to just say yeah that's okay this is my belief this is your belief and that's okay mm -hmm. and not judge you for it not be an asshole about it nothing like that yeah. and we'll just respect you no matter what because you are a human that makes me those are one of the things that makes me respect a lot of religions because in most if not all religions that is how you are supposed to be you are supposed to you know respect everybody but not everyone does and i think that's where it becomes a big issue even outside of religion the fact that people will sit here and bully and judge and be assholes to other people is a really big thing and you know the reason why i say there's two boxes is because there's those group of people that will respect you no matter what because you are human in the end and you know you're human and then there's those people that believe a lot in their own thing and will just say no you're wrong if you challenge it or say this is my belief they'll be like no you should change that because fuck you basically so you know it's weird. Mm -hmm. It is really weird. I mean, like, with my own personal experiences, I do see, like, the fine line between those two boxes that you just described. It's, um, it's interesting, though, because the thing is, like, with my development, I guess, as a person, what I've learned so far is that, like, I've just learned to have empathy for either of those people in those boxes. I don't know what, yeah. where it really came from or, like... Because I remember a few things standing out to me when I was growing up. Because I was raised um, under the very large branch of Christianity. My father is um, Roman Catholic and my mother is Christian. 
and um i just remember like the softly told stories of how kind and how loving people should be under god because like that was the whole thing you respect yeah. one another and you love one another and you take care of each other no matter how far apart you are you treat one another like siblings and like it's interesting how skewed that can get but like that whole thing about having empathy for people no matter who they are i like carrying that with me and i don't yeah. really mind where its roots came from because as long as i apply it to my life it can still grow to be something better like yeah but going back to the thing that you mentioned about the boxes um i find like a lot of people that i've met fit into that box of being like no fuck you you're wrong yeah but they have different reasons for it and it's interesting to see what their reasonings are like i talk to certain people and they're just like well i want to like i want to drag people into this real like what they're saying underlyingly yeah. is often that i want to drag you into this religion because i don't want you to go to hell i'm scared for you like i want to take care of you and make sure that you're okay that you're safe other people have lost their way in like seeing what they're fighting for in the sense that like i want to drag you into this really sketchy and really devoted group that you should pay a lot of money to be in um because we believe in god that sort of yeah. thing yeah well um, this can go into sorry you have more to say <laughs> it's okay um i was just gonna kind of highlight the fact that there are so many branches of thought between like all of the seemingly open hatred that there is and it doesn't excuse it but it explains it no yeah you know i actually had a conversation yesterday with some random guy he i couldn't tell you if he was religious or not i'm going to assume he is mm -hmm. um just based off of the conversation we had he was one of those people that respect you no matter what so that was already a plus for him and so something we talked about was that religion is very open-ended and up for interpretation. Mm -hmm. So it really comes down to, in some cases, the church you go to, the people you are around, your family members growing up and how, you know, they were brought up and kind of their beliefs. And something that I believe is that, you know, religion the biggest ones are Catholicism and Christianity. And so with, at least I believe that's the case. It could be wrong. But um, those are the ones I hear about the most, at least where we live. So, you know, is that you're supposed to treat everyone with respect no matter what. But because religion is left up to such big, like you can just interpret it in your own way, it can be damaging. And this guy that I was talking to said that he said, you know, um, especially with like the Bible and stuff, he even got into the Bible. Um, when you're reading it, everything is up to interpretation. So one person might believe in something and another person might believe against that because of how they interpreted it while they were reading it mm -hmm. or how they were told they were supposed to interpret it by someone who interpreted it differently. And oh, so yeah. that's why, I mean, that's why there's like this huge debate against gay people it's like you know god said this in the bible i'm like whoa 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's like God, the Bible said this, and it's like, well, that's the way you interpreted it, but this is how other people interpreted it. So maybe who's right? We don't know because it oh, was yeah. write it, written so open-endedly, and that's just how religion is. So religion can be mm-hmm. very damaging in that way. Yeah, it's interesting that way because, like, I'm always just like, wow, it's so, it's so cool. It's so interesting. It is, though. <laughs> in yeah. my mind, like, it's so interesting to look at how people – interpret different things because um also what people often forget is how long ago the bible was written and yeah. how many years it took to be passed down and translated into english from latin from hebrew from whatever the fuck um <laughs> and how many people got their grubby little paws on the bible like who knows who could have written the bible like the og bible we don't even necessarily know 100% of Jesus was a real person, even though it's speculated that he was. Yeah. Like, I mean, for fuck's sake, some people are just like, yeah, no, he could have just been some, like, really long-haired, stone-ass dude that provided everyone with some secret mushroom that made them, like, think that their dead ones were actually alive. Um, We don't yeah. really know. I mean, well, that's the thing, though. It's, like, it's up to perception and deception and just like self-deception however it's like when you try to bring up that jesus was not a real person or like even if you do or don't believe it if you bring it up it's like you know the hands it's just like no no you're wrong because the bible said this Mm -hmm. or this is what i was told so it's like i don't know it's Kind of, it annoys me when I have those conversations. Let's just say that. Oh, yeah. It's he. Like, yeah. It's funny that way because, like, as soon as you bring up something that's, like, vaguely controversial to, like, the wrong group of people, it's like, these hands are fucking E for everyone, bro. You want to say that again? And it's like, okay, I guess I won't have a conversation (gasps) with you. E for (laughs) everyone, bro says. Yeah, no. Um, that's funny. Nah, but. No, that's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Gotta lighten up the mood so no one um rats you out in the comments. Um Oh no, comments will be <laughs> off. No, I'm kidding. Um oh boy. No. But no, that's that's funny. Um yeah, uh where where do we wanna go next with this then? Um, so we could talk about like we could talk about like the way out there sort of psychology topics around religion as in like little little tangent on like culty habits and how they get how they drag people into it because that's related to mental illness and mental health and stuff like that how people are vulnerable to it or we could go on the less um true crime-esque side and we could talk about like generally how it helps or hinders people's mental illness and how like i don't know we could go about maybe setting ourselves up for a good time bombastic side i what setting ourselves up for a good time as in setting ourselves up for like living a good life while still like being religious i guess because some people take it a little far well i feel like uh in order to properly encompass what we're here to talk about today I think we should talk about the, you know, the the deep shit because now nah, I'm I want to preface this by saying, and I'm not going to continuously at, throughout the entire thing be like, oh by the way, but 
this is not true for religion as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is just what can come out of religion and the extremism that can come from religion. Absolutely. So this, I believe we should talk about cults and cult behavior. Yay! Sorry. Because we had a lot of fun talking about this earlier. Mm. And I think this is something that we should get into because this is what religion can lead to because religion can be very um you know helpful for some people and they can become very vulnerable but then that vulnerability gets attacked because they have a lot of trust in it but then all of a sudden you know because they trust so much they get brought into something that's not necessarily good and that can be cults and again that doesn't happen all the time but that's just an example and this is what i think we should talk about now people find a lot of solace in their faith and their religion and that in itself is a respectable thing go chase what makes you happy chase that dopamine girl get it but also don't chase it off a cliff um wow (laughs) let's not literally and figuratively do something dangerous um because well First of all, I actually thought about this while we were prepping to start the episode. I actually looked up the definition of a cult, like the most, um, you know, the most available definition of a cult, which is what you find if you you just look it up on your phone. If you go to Google, the first definition that you find is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. Directly quoted from Google. That is the first thing. And if you think of that definition, it sounds like any religion that is cultivated in a group, right? Sounds like church. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like anything, really. Like it sounds like um I don't I don't mean to go out there and be like, oh y'all are all cults, y'all are so creepy, but like realistically it sounds like a temple. It sounds like a mosque. It sounds like church. With well, here's, all due respect. Because it's yeah, a group. Well, here's what um, I view a cult as. I mm. view it as something that controls your every action and how you, like, your behavior, your beliefs, and is very strict on what you can and cannot do. And it's basically a sin if you go against any of those rules. Yeah. And to me, that's what a cult sounds like. And, of course, a cult takes that to a more extreme level. But to me, religion in general feels like that because you are being controlled in how you weigh, how the, the way you think and act in order to fit in to a specific set of standards. And that's, that's why religion to me can be very like, whoa, because it's scary i don't feel like Mm -hmm. anybody should have to be set to this like set of rules based off of what um other people believe you should be so Mm -hmm. that's to me kind of what it feels like religion and cults Mm -hmm. yeah because the thing is like well going back to definitions that are the most commonly circulated amongst the population there's also um There's also the definitions underneath that main definition, which is a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or as imposing excessive control. 
or a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular thing. So those are the practices that we often see within what's labeled as a cult in, like, society. Like, you see, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know how many of the true crime, crime girlies are here, but there have been a couple things that I've seen over the years that are based around cults. Um, like, little story, little story for y'all. There's, um... There was one cult that was based in Japan, um, and it was a lot of, like, it seemed like mind control, really. It was a lot of, like, excessive manipulation, which was, like, something that's often used um, in cults and, like, in those sort of really, really adamant groups. Like, you see people on the streets hanging out pamphlets or, like, screaming about how you're all gonna die if you don't join this stuff. But, like, it was another one of those sorts of cults. But what ended up happening after a while, I don't remember all the details necessarily, but there was a genocide that was carried out um, in the subway. Like, you, it, it makes you think, like, how, how devoted or how washed up can you, do you have to be in order to go against any, like, any moral compass that tells you not to kill others and not just go against that, but like actively kill like a, a large group of people i don't know if you've seen pictures of the subways in japan but they're packed during rush hour like you see people shoving other people into trains because there's that many people trying to get into work and that's a daily thing yeah and like there was um there was toxic gas spread in a in a subway so a whole genocide like a lot of deaths a lot of casualties and like gas is something very difficult to be cleared out of the train station so well yeah especially if it's underground uh-huh <laughs> they already so, have very limited ventilation so mm -hmm. yeah so under that like what pushes someone so far over the edge that they forget or like they refuse to remember or recall or even acknowledge any sort of like yeah that that sort of thing that you mentioned earlier like like a, a moral compass what makes you push away the idea of truth that it's not right to kill someone. I think the way that I can kind of answer that is that it's almost like with just religious beliefs that are very force, very forceful into, you know, trying to force you to believe a certain thing, or in this case, a cult, because a cult does that, it's almost gaslighting you into, you know, making you like i'm i'm literally just going to search up the definition of gaslighting because this will help us because if we're doing mm -hmm. definitions you know um this will widely available to the public yeah what's what's the most you know widely available to the public definition manipulate someone using psycholo psychological method oh my goodness hello manipulate someone um using psychological methods into questioning their own sanity or powers of reasoning so you know in this case you know their powers of reasoning their moral compass is being challenged so much so intensely that they're like wait maybe this other person is right maybe i should believe in this thing and especially with the cult you have no one else around you to tell you that they're wrong mm -hmm. so you know you're basically just being psychologically tricked and forced into believing certain things even if before you didn't believe it it's just there's no one else there to tell you otherwise and you're being gaslit into like believing certain things very intensely mm -hmm. 
because um a lot of the tactics that people use day to day in order to indoctrinate other people like um i feel like often when i hear stories here and there i hear them and like it's kind of everywhere like um with jehovah's witnesses going door to door and like asking people questions like hey do you have five minutes to talk about something like this or like people in the streets in other countries like handing out pamphlets or like asking like hey um are you a student or something like that or like just you hear a lot of little stories here and there about like a very soft entrance into something that's so underhandedly like sinister um and there's a lot of um forms of manipulation that pop up when people talk about these things like um a lot of the time there's a cycle that um people go through when they have to indoctrinate other people and i've seen a bit of this cycle as it can vary be from person to person but this happened to someone close to me and um they got indoctrinated by someone else that was that had already been in um what i would label as a cult um for many years and um they basically came to this person that i was close with called them at least three times a day every single day pressuring constantly and because these two were already super close it's not like they could ignore it right like bringing up ideas around this this faith that they were following around like because this group was already based around a religion that already exists it was based around christianity and it was like hey you should come join us at church or like hey you should listen to this sermon he's saying really good stuff about this and um it's a lot of emotional manipulation like if you see any like if i were to watch any of the sermons it was he would cry every single sermon like sob about something and then scream about like how like how god is coming and how all of this stuff you need to do in order to keep yourself with god and there was no question against it it was not if you do this you will become close to god it's you should do this in order to not stray from this faith and like there was the option like the the very subtle you will die if you don't do this like those those soft pressures that you get from a like almost like a family that's supposed to like call you in and give you comfort especially when you're in a really bad place and mm -hmm. those underlying pressures and the anxiety that the, it constantly gives you to not be a part of this group like with christianity as an example a lot of christians that are forced into the faith believe that they're gonna die a horrible death if not and spend eternity getting tortured and continually dying which is something that a lot of people are afraid of because i mean who the hell would want to stay in hell yeah um, i mean i mm -hmm. sorry i need to cut you off like shut the fuck up okay. no um it's just like you're leaving me with so many things to say and it's like ah no um <clears throat> so i think well, yeah, no, this is like a, this is a good topic. And I, fun fact, do not have a limit on how long these episodes can be. So we're good. Um, I mean, like we can go until 11 PM. Like, I don't care. Um, so yeah, something for me is that religion, but also specifically cults I've noticed attack or not attack, but kind of prey on the people that are already vulnerable. Mm -hmm. The people that are looking for people to trust because they have something intense going on in their life. 
-hmm. or they lost someone. They're very, they're just lost in general. So they're looking for, you know, someone that can be there, something that can be there. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, um, I looked up just the plain, how do cults work question? Because I was like, how do they work? I know how they work, but I wanted to see what Google was going to say. And the first thing that it said is the term cult refers most often to a group of people with usually atypical beliefs living in relative isolation from the world. They mm -hmm. tend to centralize around one charismatic person, the cult leader who refers or who orders the beliefs, behaviors, and customs of all the other members. So they usually are some sort of charismatic person, someone who is, I guess you could almost say sociopathic in a way. It's not that they don't care, but they it seems like they are almost sociopathic because of the fact that they're just trying to use everyone around them or to get everyone around them to believe in the thing that they believe in, you know, they themselves have almost been, you know, I feel like a lot of cult leaders have been gaslit themselves into these beliefs and then therefore feel like they have to get other people to believe in the same thing, bring other people to like, you know, support their idea and the very they they are really smart because the way that they do it is they you know prey on people who are already in a vulnerable space that are looking for someone they can trust something they can trust and they say they started off very reasonably and they you know bring forward information that any normal human being who's oblivious could just believe especially if the they're right already spot, in a vulnerable man. state. Huh? Yeah, you're hitting all the right spots, man. Like, all yeah. of these things that you're saying have, like, because I have personal experience with, like, cults, you're you're getting it right, I gotta say. The one thing, though, that's a little funny that, um, and also really pushes the idea of how far, like, the mental capacity can go in a person is... I'd like to contradict something you said, and it's that cult leaders are smart. They're not necessarily smart, which is the really interesting part about it. They just need to believe as hard as they possibly can, push every boundary that they had or like ever were introduced to in their lives. It's often just pushing the definition of what you think is okay, like what you think is good, what you think is reasonable. That definition gets pushed very softly over either a short or a long period of time. And, I mean, for the psych nerds, there's always that idea that if you believe in something hard enough, it will become true in your own mind. So, as long as you keep that and never question it, you will, like, let others believe that what you're doing is correct because you believe in it so hard that it almost makes it look true. Like yeah. you say it so many times that you don't even say it for yourself. You say it for other people. And, well, you know, happens yeah, a lot. And, you know? Well, and that's why, like, cults are so successful because if, and like I was saying earlier, you know, you're being gaslit into believing something and because you're being gaslit so intensely almost i mean yeah it can be soft but it gets to a point where if you are questioning it will become intense because you know they 
are trying to get you to believe whatever it is that they believe in. So, you know, they will gaslight you. And yeah, if you, there is no room to question because you're being gaslit, it's so much easier to accept that whatever you're being told is true mm -hmm. because there's no room to believe otherwise. And if, you know, you're just basically not allowed to question it. And if you do, you will get redirected almost, which is why I say um, cult leaders and people who are in cults are smart. It's not that they're necessarily smart. I guess it's that they are really good at manipulating. So charisma. Yeah, exactly. Char very charismatic person, people. And so the easiest way to get people to trust you and to believe you is to be charismatic and is to be, mm -hmm. you know, someone that anyone can trust because you're nice. And yeah. so that's why it's very dangerous because mm -hmm. if you can just believe someone who's nice and, you know, anything like that it can get very dangerous very quickly so the whole thing about feigning empathy like that cycle that i mentioned earlier it's a cycle between comfort and anxiety that's often brought about like with different things like a large group of people that understands your struggle or empathizes with you more than you've ever seen before some people have never met someone that is willing to empathize with them that is willing to listen but with a lot of people under cults they they are made to listen they're made to be there for you when you're in your worst so they can direct you to something that's helped them and if you put it like that it seems pretty nifty it seems pretty nice yeah it seems comfortable, like a family and then like they introduce you to what has been helping them and it turns out that what's been helping them is the idea that there's something there that's worth their time worth their while worth their effort and worth their praise and it can be kind of sinister from there because it's like signing a deal with the devil it's like you sell your soul for something else like for happiness yeah. but you don't really know what you're getting into some people know some people don't some people start cults for the money some people start cults because they genuine belie genuinely believe they are god some people just start it because they think it's out of the willingness and out of the kindness of their heart, but they don't really realize what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, no, I will say that there's a lot of people out there that do genuinely say, hey, I want to help people, and that maybe they're actually believing that they're helping people, but it can still be sinister, even if at heart they do have that want to help people um and they think they're doing the right thing but in reality they're not mm -hmm. that's like it um it kind of like wrangles back to the question of good and evil like the whole perception thing like um when we talked in the group chat earlier um i had invited one of my friends and she mentioned like this question that we were debating for quite a while and it was just good like what do you define as good what do you define as a good person? And um, that, in turn, the perception of good, like how broad your scale is between good and evil, whether that line between good and evil is defined truly, or it's just something that you kind of gloss over. Like, having a strict boundary as to what you can, can't do, what you want to, and what you don't want to do, often having that security in your own belief system 
prevents you from being prey to these kinds of people. Often they can kind of sense when you have an idea that you're stuck with, and often they don't challenge that because it, like, it makes the holes in their belief system very apparent. But if they find someone that's kind of wishy-washy, seems a little too kind to not fall for something, they go after that because there's a weak point. The hole in your structure is more apparent than the hole in theirs, so they just chase after it and see if they can, like, break down whatever else is holding you up, you know? Yeah, I think, um, I guess the way that I could describe it is, like, the best thing to do in an argument is to, because if you really think beliefs, I mean, you can argue about beliefs, but beliefs themselves are arguments mm -hmm. between each other, between beliefs. So the best way to win an argument is to listen, not even win an argument, but to go about an argument, to get someone to listen to you is to listen to them first. Mm -hmm. So if you want to genuinely get someone to, you know, try to understand what your thinking process is, your beliefs are, um, the best way to go about it is to say, hey, like, why do you think this way? And let that person, it's it, if it is an argument, you know, they might be heated or whatever, but, you know, let that person explain their stuff first. Listen first, because then after you've listened to them, let them get their thing out they are more inclined to want to listen to you so that's the same thing arguments are not the best way to get someone to trust you or to believe you or to listen to you is to listen to them first mm -hmm. and these people know that so that's why it's really easy for them to go and just you know pray yeah it's interesting because like it's not only that like the whole thing about like being able to listen to someone first um that's often like if you ask someone like within if you have like a strong belief system around something and you know something is wrong and you ask someone who you think is wrong like why do they think this way why why are you so adamant about like this being your truth Oftentimes they will say first what often catches people most off guard. But if you push them to keep talking, like often they won't have an answer for certain questions. And if they are truly flawed in their belief system, if they're genuinely stuck on like being a certain way that's against a moral compass, then they might not be able to explain why they do certain things. Like... And then that's where your argument lies. Often if someone doesn't know what they're doing genuinely, there will be something that pops up in their truth that doesn't make sense. Like, so you self-contradict, you argue against yourself, you take back a point that you already made, and that shows vulnerability on either side. People can manipulate you to do that and question yourself just to make you, like, question what you already said it knocks you off your feet a little bit but yeah people can do that to each other it's very possible for anyone to be knocked off their feet it just depends on how fast they get up and how good they are at disguising their insecurities 
like it depends a lot on that well yeah and it's like you know um yeah if you're it's very yeah it's very easy to manipulate that because if you are questioning yourself it's like if you do it right they can try to like fill in that information for you that you're questioning Mm -hmm. and make it make sense in a way that's not completely like random and just completely out there in the open they'll explain it in a way that makes sense in an easy way get you know those they've already started to get to know that person and what they believe in so they can kind of use that and explain it in a way that they will understand it in a way that might fit with their beliefs a little bit just so they can sway them into believing in something that's actually in reality not that good not the way Mm -hmm. that it was explained manipulation comes in all sorts of forms and it really fits into different people's lives in different ways one like one form of manipulation may if anything push someone further to be like oh what the fuck are you doing right like something that may drive you to believe more in the person that's gaslighting you may cause another person to just be like okay no you're done get the fuck out like yeah it it depends on who you are it's always how you perceive it and how you seem to be able to like take in the information oh people are so diverse in a way that's like very hard to understand which i guess like religion in itself is such a widespread thing that if it's if it's taken in a certain way you can always twist it to fit your standard whether that standard is like to make yourself a better person and make yourself more educated or whether it's to fill your needs and your pockets yeah again it's like you know religion is up to interpretation and that interpretation can be dangerous especially if you're trying to you know change it to fit your beliefs and everything like that so you know i i think the example i can give here is homophobia within religion it's not that the religion itself is homophobic it's the fact that the people within the religion are and because they convince them because they can convince them to like believe in everything else with that religion they can convince them very easily to be homophobic as well but the reality is is that none of the religions are homophobic it's just Mm -hmm. that the people within the religions are homophobic and in order to explain why they blamed it almost on the religion because Mm -hmm. they they found something within the religion to say oh this makes sense this is why we're homophobic even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else it's just because they're so stuck in their beliefs and so is everyone else they're around they're like oh yeah that makes sense because they repeated so many times that everyone else is just like okay fine yeah and they're like not and because there's no other no one challenging that belief it's easy to just go in and be like yeah that's it Mm -hmm. makes sense right not really but does anything make sense okay well i guess you're right like it's like going back and forth without like it's kind of like you run out of ideas to go against them at some point and it's like a lot of people seem to go if you can't beat them join them yeah especially if they catch you in a vulnerable state like i'm too tired to fight against this i don't want to fight against this so i'm just gonna go with it because it seems like the easiest option well and and this can this can get into the human psyche about convenience because because the thing is is like 
I can give the example. We are a part of a summit called Building Cultures of Consent. We are making projects to, or what they're calling installations to, you know, whatever with consent. Everyone's doing their own thing. But um, the thing is, is that in order to make change, you have to make it convenient for other people to understand or want to listen. So it's kind of like if it's convenient to just believe the other person in their beliefs, then just go with that. And so because the thing is is that if you have to go too far out of your way to do something you're not going to want to do it it's like Mm -hmm. if you have a bad habit you have to make that bad habit more inconvenient than it is to not do it because otherwise you cannot get away from that Mm -hmm. and so that's the same with beliefs if Mm there is a belief that you didn't necessarily believe in but now you do maybe it's just because it was more convenient to just suck it up and deal with it anyway and then because eventually over time you genuinely believe it that's kind of what i personally went through with um when i was kind of experimenting with uh with christianity because as i grew up catholic like christian catholic i was baptized um i kind of like had this idea in my head that i was like oh no i don't like women why would i like women i just kind of like them as my friends they're just pretty and stuff like that but i never let the idea truly rule in my head that maybe what if I genuinely do because it's a lot more inconvenient and if anything dangerous for me to entertain the idea that I'm queer because you know my parents would be against it my entire family would be against it I have to go to church and pretend like I'm straight like especially with gender too because exploring my gender identity in a space like mine isn't always safe I get questioned a lot And it's the same with a lot of queer kids and a lot of trans kids, especially trans kids um, that are, like, openly transitioning. It becomes such a hostile space to explore who you are so you just don't bother. And it eats away at you because people don't realize how fundamental, like, that piece of your identity is. That's who you are and who you present yourself as. And yeah. like, if you're not being true to yourself, you're constantly lying to yourself. It just doesn't make sense as to why you exist the way that you do. It gets rid of part of your identity and makes it almost feel like you're lower for having an identity such as that. It's dehumanizing and in turn, very hurtful, painful, yeah. horrible experience. Hard to fix. And like, yeah, and it's very, it's very difficult to like kind of... To me, it's very hard to imagine what it would be like to be in a cult or have to go through, you know, those types of things where, you know, like I understand homophobia because, I mean, I'm gay, so I experience it all the time. But like on the level of the fact that we are still talking about cults, it's like Mm -hmm. the fact that that's also happening with regular beliefs and you know everything like that to just i mean when i guess again sticking with the cult stuff here it's when you're vulnerable you want to go like usually when you're vulnerable or you're hurt or there's something going on in your life and you're just you know you just need to find something whatever it is you know it's just easier to go with the first thing that's there and if you are caught by a religion or a cult 
like i mean i don't know what the stats are for that but i can guarantee you it's pretty high probably pretty high statistics that they're successful so like you know the thing is is like you can't i don't know it's just really difficult to kind of imagine what that's like but if we do have to imagine it on a level of like just you know homophobia and the questioning and everything like that there is a slight understanding but for them it's like everything they believe it's and not that's just why it's very but it's yeah it's reality. not yeah it's your reality not yeah that's exactly that's a really good way to phrase it i mean with convenience and stuff i mean yeah so i guess okay that was weird i was just looking at the definition of convenience i was like okay let's get into this uh, i'll start with the second one because the second one is funny um the second definition for convenience is um in british terms i guess a public restroom so uh convenience. the brits sure have it all fucking figured out huh yeah they must right i mean that's kind of where religion mostly came from Ooh. so if you shout think about it yeah shout out no because literally my one of my closest friends is british it's so funny if you're listening shout to this shout out to you yeah shout out no um no that's funny but uh yeah, the state of being able to proceed with something with little effort or difficulty. The museum has a cafeteria for convenience. So that's just like the the quote that they have underneath as an mm -hmm. example. It's like convenient, easy to, you know, do. And here's another one. Uh, a quality or situation that makes something easy or useful for someone by reducing the amount of work or time required to do something. So if you are arguing against, you know, you know, like beliefs of cults and stuff, mm -hmm. it's like the cults and the religion is just going to continuously, you know, constantly like berating you trying to gaslight you into believing eventually you're just going to want to give up mm -hmm. and like this is why um uh, i i mean i could say uh if you're getting questioned in a police station or something you know they're doing exactly that constantly asking questions challenging your beliefs in a way that's gaslighting so there have been so many, and this is like a different topic for another day, but there have been so many wrongfully convicted people because of this exact thing. People oh that God. genuinely did not do it, but were forced into believing that they did because of the methods at which they used to convince them. Because I'm not even kidding. There have been so many people wrongfully convicted for things they didn't do, but they were like, yeah, maybe I did do this, even if they weren't anywhere near the crime. Yeah, maybe mm -hmm. I did do this. And then they, you know, they confess and then they go to prison for life or are sent to death row. And then in reality, they come out of that if they even do come out of that with a lot of trauma because they didn't do what the thing is that they did, but they're going to be led to believe that. Mental and fortitude. that's, yeah. And, you know, that's because how it is is that they're just attacking your reality in a way that's so manipulative and toxic that, you know, they get you to a point where you're questioning everything, questioning all of your beliefs, and then they fill it in with their information. Mm -hmm. So 
you're basically they get you down to bare bone beliefs basically and they fill in your beliefs for you telling you how you are supposed to believe things you're supposed to believe how you should act things you should do or mm -hmm. it's a sin and we're gonna hate you oh yeah and they don't want to be hated i get what you mean like they're like a lot of officers and like detectives are like they're their whole standing is that they know how to manipulate in a way that allows them to gain the information that they need to close a case. And manipulation, that just kind of like sh goes to show how two-faced manipulation can be. Like it can be used to like, like fortify a justice system or a made-up system of justice like something that people truly feel like they believe in um but it's realistically just like needing more people needing more hands to like hold up this leaning tower of belief i don't know what's with me and the metaphors today but it's really going somewhere oh yeah down the fucking drain yeah no it's great love it uh <laughs> no but yeah that's that's it though it's like and I'm not going to say that I'm not questioning it too because I think for me, it can be very easy for me to say, nope, this weird God person thing doesn't exist or mm -hmm. this higher power doesn't exist. But I mean, like I, I was raised to believe that facts are facts, scientific facts are the truth. But then mm -hmm. again, I'm also kind of like, I don't know but I've also been challenged a lot by religion challenging like they always seem to have an explanation for mm -hmm. what you're confused about whether it's a good explanation or not doesn't really matter as long as it makes enough sense to fill in the gaps mm -hmm. in a way that's not completely ridiculous to the person who's hearing it as long as it makes a little bit of sense you can bullshit it enough right yeah exactly it's like lying to your parents about something you it's know bullshit at first but then you get a little bit more time to formulate a response and then it makes a little more sense yeah exactly it's and that's it um yeah no because like you can always come up with responses for any sort of question and then just like if you it depends on your skill really like it's interesting that you say that you were, like, raised off of the idea that, like, facts are facts, truth is truth. And I was raised on the idea that this is our truth, and we believe this for, th for this to be true. Um, yeah. And then I grew further by myself, being open to these ideas that maybe there is a truth that I simply don't understand. Which is why, currently, I identify as agnostic. I want to think that there's something out there past myself because there's no fucking way. It's just us out here, right? Well, Whether... that's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. It's like maybe that's just deception. But then again, yeah. you don't know, and I don't know either. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the thing. It's like when you get people questioning these things, uh, it's like they want to believe that something is there because, again, it's that want to not be alone. Because mm -hmm. the biggest, like, the biggest thing is that if, like, humans are social creatures. So if you put someone, in a like, alone in a room for, like, even just a week, it's like they start going crazy because they need something, someone. Even, like, the worst form of torture is 
you know isolation isolation yeah exactly because you just need something someone you want to believe something's there if there's nothing there you want to believe something's there because you don't want to be alone so it's like challenging that belief of like you know these people were originally like oh i don't know if something's there but then they were like, ah, well, this is the most convenient answer to go with. This is what's in front of me. This makes sense because it was presented in a way that's not completely ridiculous. And now I'm going to believe this. You start questioning the fundamentals if you're by yourself because there's no one else to tell you otherwise. Exactly. Like, yeah, because um, what in well, the belief system that I currently go by that I haven't really had much time to explore, unfortunately, kind of just leads me to believe that there are so many things that we know relatively are out there um, that we could kind of define as God. Because God was never really that much of a higher power if he was created in our image or like if we were created in his image. Sorry about that. Um, mostly because we're a very insignificant group of things like we're just kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of stuff that just happened to happen and mm -hmm. if our god is close to us in terms of i don't know visibility like action belief emotion then what about the rest of it the universe that exists outside yeah. of our earth right so I there think... are plenty of things that we don't understand that yeah we could i think Oh, you're still going. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I think what it is is like higher power, God, whatever you want to say, is I guess kind of a construct almost for the unknown. Mm -hmm. What we want to believe is there, but we don't know if it is or not. Mm -hmm. And so that's why when you're questioning stuff, you're like, you know what, sure, this makes the most sense to me because, you know, this might not have been the, like, it might not have been the goal to manipulate people into believing things because maybe whatever it was, like, maybe let's just say religion is just something that someone thought of in their head, not as a story to write, but as, you know, I'm I'm not saying this is true, but this is just like, a way to explain it almost because we always need to find a way to explain everything because if it doesn't make sense then that's not good we need it to make sense so that's one that's something with religion but also the thing is is let's just say that in this hypothetical scenario religion is made up by someone who's delusional they took the everything that they already believed in and one of the things they believed in is that there was something out there and they came up with God. They came up with religion. And there was always at least one starting religion. And then it stemmed from there somehow. Um, and I couldn't tell you the first religion. doesn't really matter. But the thing is, is it could just start with someone who was having that question. And then they were either delusional or, you know, whatever it was. And it sounds weird to say delusional, but whatever. Um, and they needed to find a way to explain it to themselves. They needed to find a way to explain everything to themselves so then they didn't feel alone because they needed to find the answer. That's a very basic human need to be 
find to find that answer and so while looking for that answer they weren't sure so they just eventually picked up things from other people and over time it became this one belief system and this one construct to explain to the people that were having that exact same question of like you know is there something out there to explain to those people that oh well this is what i believe in so you should believe in it too and the manipulation wasn't necessarily there first and maybe it wasn't the thing where it's saying you should believe in it too but maybe it was just like you know this is what makes the most sense to me so when they explain it to other people because it makes sense to them already it should theoretically make sense to everyone else too because that's the most convenient way that they can explain it to make it make sense for them mm -hmm. so in my situation or in my like hypothetical scenario here what i'm saying is that maybe this was just something that someone came up with because they just needed to have an answer to this question that desire to know something they don't is what could have started this and then it just stemmed out from there and that's why it's a very big thing and because there's no one else challenging your beliefs or you're not challenging your beliefs yourself it's just let's just believe in this book or this whatever it is because this makes more sense than not having the answer at all interesting so that, like shook that so yeah sorry crazy <laughs> it's interesting to explore that hypothetical though because like the thing is it's like kind of like i passed off earlier like religion any like a lot of religions could have just started off with someone on fucking shrooms like yeah. a lot of people seem to have experiences with higher powers when they're on something that seems to open up their third eye and whether or not it genuinely does that is another belief their system. third eye <laughs> like something okay. i don't know like i don't know just opens up a part of their being or their soul that they didn't know existed before like there's a lot of spirituality around nature and um like organic things and beings that live in our world that are connected to like the core of the earth the core of nature and nature in itself applies to the universe and like there's a lot of things that stem off of that yeah i don't know there's a lot of beauty in different beliefs i feel like um obviously i have some trauma in regards to certain religions but um i was talking to a few friends like a little while ago about this whole thing um and like we all have different faiths like within within my friend group like all of us different sides of the spectrum and yet it's so easy for us to respect one another because we care more about the empathy that we hold and the kindness that we hold and our respect for one another is people and like our hopes and dreams for the future and stuff like that like we don't swallow ourselves within those beliefs and we don't allow them to take over like the basis of our moral compasses as in like take care of one another be a nice person try not to make the world seem shittier than it already is and like mm -hmm. that whole idea stems from a point of like development that sprouts a little bit of maturity like a lot of us that have true respect for one another have that respect because we've been through enough 
to know that kindness is better than yeah putting the fists up and saying that this is just what I want to do with my time. Well, and that's the thing, though. It's like if you're... It's so much better to live for yourself than for something or someone else. So if you are living for... Basically, the way I can describe this is if you are living for your religion, that means that that's the only thing that you're worried about. You're spending so much time, you know, maybe putting a lot of money into religion putting a lot of time into religion volunteering whenever you can basically living for the religion that's when it becomes dangerous and you can say the same thing about a relationship if you are living for a relationship that you're in for the person that you're in a relationship with then it isn't really living i could argue because you're just so stuck in your thoughts about that thing or that person that it's just that's all you are and so if you're living for yourself you know you can respect other people you can you know feel your own feelings and thoughts rather than having them manipulated by others so that's kind of why it's like that's the thing with cults if you're in a cult and you know, whatever it is, you are living for that cult. So you don't have your own beliefs. You're not your own person. You are the person that you're being told to be almost. It's a bit different with relationships because, you know, maybe you do have a toxic manipulative relationship, but that's not what I'm talking about. And I'm just talking about in general, if you're living for the uh, for someone else and not living for yourself, it's very, very bad because then if you know if you're living for the religion that you're in basically all that you're doing is you know constantly defending that religion because that's all you have to do defend it and if you're living for yourself it might be easier or it might just in general be the best thing to just be able to like Maybe it's just really easy for you to just be like, yeah, no, I respect that because, you know, I'm doing my own thing. You're doing your own thing. And for people who are living for a cult or living for a religion, you know, their life is to defend it no matter what. So, you know, maybe that's why that respect is there because they're not living for the religion. That's something that they believe in, some like a fallback that they can have, but it's not what they're living for. So it's easier to respect other perspectives. I'm so sorry. When you first said, if you were in a cult, I just thought of like a fucking showbiz type thing where it's just like, if you, the viewer, are in a cult, I was like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> about this whole thing about like living for your religion, I find that it's very possible to live for your religion in a way that's very healthy for you. Um, But it's a very difficult balance because the thing is like, my dad can do it. I don't know how he does it, but he can do it. There's plenty of people that are like, that live in a way that devotes themselves to the religion that they're a part of or the faith that they believe in, but they're still respectable people because they allow, like, they allow these rules to lead them towards something better. Like, they take the good parts of what they believe in and they follow that. But, like, I think that making them better in terms of their like 
themselves and like allowing them to flourish as a person is a mixture of chance and chosen opportunity like my dad loved that guy very respectable man really hope he never listens to this podcast episode because um <clears throat> hey hey girl yes. but leave <laughs> <laughs> anyway um like he's set so many rules for himself in his life that have kept him afloat in very difficult situations not only like keeping him sane keeping him like like dedicated to his work and it allows him to be a kind and caring person still after all of these like kind of scary culty things happen around him like he still knows his moral compass and he knows right from wrong for himself and well hmm? here's here's how i can say that it's because he's taking his religion as more of a moral compass and he's still living his own life and and it's mm -hmm. a moral compass for him and less of an actual life like a lifestyle if you use it as a lifestyle where this is your life that's where that's kind of what i'm going for with mm. him it's not that he's not it's not that he's living it it's that he's using it as a form of you know moral compass for himself so that's what i mean he's still living his own life if you use it as a moral compass that's a healthy way to go about it i feel like you're mm -hmm. using religion in a healthy way where it gets unhealthy is where the religion becomes your life and that's all you live for and you're you know i've heard people quit their jobs and go you know work at their church or you know they're barely scraping by because they're not really making money or their significant other is making all the money and they have multiple jobs because this you know this person is like making the religion their life you know whatever it is that's where it becomes a bad thing mm -hmm. i just mean like you know with him i guess in that example that is a way of him using it as a moral compass instead and that's a healthy way to go about it mm -hmm. It's in uh yeah I keep saying it's interesting. Take a shot every time I've said it's interesting. Uh, Please no. don't. Don't get no. alcohol poisoning. Zero out of ten would not recommend. I do not no. speak from experience though. Um, anywho, it's uh those like different definitions I feel get muddled quite often, which is like the lost in translation sort of idea that carries across like multiple like multiple belief systems like a lot of people just don't really understand what anyone else is saying when they say like oh i believe in this oh this is my faith oh this is my life like what you define as your life can really change things for you and like flip a switch in your head so i don't know belief systems perception really those those ideas like continually pop up in our conversations about this sort of stuff no yeah it's crazy shit crazy we really just be thinking yeah. stuff our brain be working and thinking for us you know whoa real bro says real bro says bro says <laughs> um now we can go into that forever um mm -hmm. yeah but i think the thing is is that with religions and cults it's just such a very like it's just wild to talk about and think about because well it's just hard to know what to say that's not like 
opinionated because most of this entire conversation i will say came from opinions on both sides and that's just because we're going based off of our experience we ha we aren't necessarily sitting here doing research and looking for facts so this is just us talking about our experiences our beliefs on this but i think it's still very valuable that we talked mm -hmm. about this the way that we did oh yeah it's entirely biased the way that we always talk about things but the thing about that is bias is always created by something like there's always a popular opinion that's curated by something that has happened one too many times that's like caught the eye of like the population like the general population like why do you think so many of us like now in our generation like have such controversial views on so many things it's because we've been hurt by a lot of things like the trauma that pops up from all of these like all of these controversial opinions is really what like starts the argument i don't know all of our opinions and thoughts start from somewhere there's always something to kick the bucket first yeah i don't there's know i think much to talk about with religion really yeah, and I think that's kind of it, though. It's like, there's so much to talk about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think this is a good start. Like, a good, like, way to generate the conversation. Like, I don't think there's much further that we can go from here right now as it is. Mm -hmm. As our conversation, I feel like, is starting to come to an end. But I think just to realize that it is such a complicated thing and that you know i guess there's no right or wrong answer to religion like of course there we could argue that there is because oh this is the scientific fact this is proven to be factual but you know it's just when it comes down to people's beliefs it's like opinions are opinions and everyone's allowed to have them mm -hmm. and as so, people what do we know right yeah because if there is some higher power, maybe this higher power is making us oblivious. You don't know. And so that's the thing. It's like we know a lot, but we also don't know anything at all. Pretty so, much. Yeah. Reality, kind of crazy. Might not exist. Might exist. We don't really know anything. Yeah, no. And that's, that's why, you know, the Bible or religion is up for interpretation, but so is the entire world. And mm -hmm. so is every construct, every belief you ever have is left up to interpretation. And that's the reason why it's a belief, because it's up for you to determine how you feel. You could go all nihilism on this shit and be like, nothing exists. But really, we don't know if nothing exists or if anything exists. It just we know like it's in we know it's in front of us. And well, I'd like to hope that I'm have a microphone in front of me my computer i know that's what's physically in front of me but is it we don't know all right folks thank you for listening to this episode of inside minds i think that's a great place to end this how do what do you think i think it's great i think we yeah do. well um yeah you know what? i want to say this is a good ending point thank you for having this conversation although quite wild at some points um it's what i yeah think. It's what? That's what I live for. It's great. Yeah. I, love having you I will I will definitely have you back. Um yeah. because there is so much that we could go into. And I oh, mean yeah. we even talked briefly earlier about maybe starting a show together. 
oh my goodness, we'll just have to see. So thank you again, everyone, for listening. But that's going to be it from Inside Mind for this episode. Y'all spend like a solid like five minutes straight, like imagining you're some random organism from another planet looking down onto the earth and like pretend you don't exist and then keep it that way for a solid five minutes and then try to pretty are you pretty sure you're not just associating like but maybe that's what dissociation is all right thanks again (laughs) for listening um yeah we do need to end this actually here but um thank you all for listening and have a lovely rest of whatever the fuck time of day it is for you bye-bye